All right, welcome to the podcast. Today, day two, Jason Whitlock. Jason, how'd you feel today? How'd you feel about today's program? I thought it was awesome. It was. I thought it was as good as yesterday's, but different. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great stuff, great, great reaction from the audience. Uncle Jimmy joins us again as well. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to—I don't want to blow any of the surprises, but there's some amazing stuff you're going to hear today. Uh, we go into uh, a Dallas Cowboys coach who's been accused of racism, and that—that—that that, that catches fire. That took me someplace I didn't plan to go. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. I'll tell. deal with the consequences. Uh, also, Jordan Peterson uh, is uh, talked about today. Uh, people are sobbing because his book is coming out uh, at the book company. It's a really t- tragic tale. Jason goes into that as well. And, you know, just an overview of, of our country, where it needs to go, where it's been in the past, and where it can go in the future. Jason, awesome uh, doing the show with you the last couple of days. Stu, I really appreciate it. You made it easy. Uncle Jimmy made it easy. Mm-hmm. Our support from Martin, Sarah, made it easy. Thank you guys so much, and thank you again, Glenn. All right, here's the podcast. Hey, Jason Whitlock in, sitting in for Glenn Beck one last day. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed yesterday's program because we're going to go even deeper today. Uh, We're going to address some of my critics who have tried to misconstrue or distort what we talked about yesterday. We're going to talk more about solutions for America, but we're also going to have some fun and follow some of the stories in the news. Jordan Peterson's new book has caused people at Penguin Publishing or whatever to cry. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. His new book, they they shed tears. uh, (laughs) We're going to talk about that. And uh, I'm going to kick Uncle Jimmy out of the studio so I can talk about uh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp at Fox Sports is very upset with Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy uh, for impersonating uh, the comedian Gallagher. Shannon Sharp is very offended by Watermelon. Uh, We'll get into that. All right. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. Don't go anywhere. Before Thanksgiving, I am Jason Whitlock. I'm sitting in one last day for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Beck program. We have a fantastic show planned for you today. I can't wait to get into it. We're going to react to uh, yesterday's show. I'm going to bring some callers in and hear your feedback on yesterday's show and some of the stories we get into today. Don't move. I'll be right back in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program.
There's almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. That's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 50% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera? Recently, U.S. News and World Report called it the best home security of 2020. Whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out 50% off plus a free security camera deal before it ends this week. It won CNET's Editor Choice Award for Home Security, Best of 2020 by Forbes and Popular Mechanics. This system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes, super easy. Then Simply Safe security specialists take over monitoring your home around the clock and ready to send emergency help the moment there's an alarm. Get 50% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera by visiting simplysafebeck.com. simplysafebeck.com. 50% off simplysafebeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock. If you don't remember me from yesterday or if you missed yesterday's show, I am a longtime sports columnist. I made my name in Kansas City and then at the at ESPN and Fox Sports. Uh, I've always written and talked about the intersection of sports and race and culture. Uh, and you're probably wondering, why would Glenn Beck bring a sports guy in? Well, I'm pretty good at talking about America's racial dilemma. And we went really deep yesterday on America's racial dilemma and what I believe the solution is. And we're going to reset that conversation and react to some of uh, the feedback I got. Uh, Of course, Stu is here. uh, Glenn Beck's right hand man. I brought my right hand man in all the way from Los Angeles Uncle Jimmy, for those of you that uh, used to watch my TV show or still watch my TV show, speak for yourself. Uncle Jimmy is on loan from Fox Sports uh, to to me the past two days. And so you'll hear from Stu and Uncle Jimmy. But I want to begin today's program kind of where we left off yesterday. We had a long three-hour conversation about how do we fix this racial disharmony that we have here in America. How do we save America from the people that are trying to turn our country socialist, communist, Marxist, secular? That is the goal. How do we defeat the people trying to change the founding principles of this country? And I went into depth how I believe what liberals are doing and the left is doing is they're secularizing the country and The first group of people that must be secularized are African-Americans, black people. For a long time, black people were America's moral compass. We were the backbone of America's religious faith. This goes back to Bishop Richard Allen, who established the AME Church in the 1700s. Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King. Even I, I'm going to throw in Malcolm X, even though I, I disagree with the nation of Islam and how nationalistic and how racist the nation of Islam is. But it did have religious principles that Malcolm X embraced and eventually became uh, a more uh, practical or a more conventional, traditional uh, follower of Islam and the Muslim religion. <clears throat> 
There has been a long tradition of black religious leaders being America's moral compass. Black people are being disconnected from religion. And I talked yesterday about there's a new religion, and the new religion is your skin color. We worship our skin color. We evangelize for our skin color. And that evangelizing for our skin color through Black Lives Matters and all these uh, commercials that are, oh, if you just love us, if you love black culture, if you love me, the country will be saved. What a better place America would be. People aren't evangelizing for God anymore. People aren't evangelizing for Jesus. People aren't celebrating and suggesting and telling people that love of God is how we come together in racial harmony. And I argued yesterday and I argue again today, if you look at the history of America and our arc as it relates to racial progress, we had been on a clear path of progress when we were a country that believed in our Judeo-Christian values, that leaned into those values. Over the last decade, the last 20 years, as we have leaned out of our faith, our racial progress has stopped and we are now at a place where it almost feels like we're at the brink of civil war. We are seeing people embrace values that are inconsistent with the values that have made us great. And yesterday I did a long explanation blaming a particular group of people for the direction we're headed. And I I made a point, and again, I'm not real comfortable because I I don't like really blaming and generalizing about groups, but I, I have to be real. I have to react to the facts. Liberals, and particularly white liberals, are been the leaders of disconnecting America, black people, away from religious faith and pointing them towards these superficial skin color, sexual identity. That's your religion. That's what you believe in. That's what you support. That's what you stand for at all times. You don't stand on your Christian faith and and belief in God and a higher power. You don't stand on your religious faith. And I think it's a mistake. And I think I, I wrote a column about it where I was like, the, the, the new black pride religion is taking black people and America straight to hell. And so, as is typical in my view, I went to my social media feed to see how people were reacting or did react uh, to the show we did yesterday. And I found the typical, and I'm sorry for saying it, liberal reaction. There was a guy, Jeff, in Las Vegas who, who tweeted at me. With that said, I've never seen such a blatant attempt from an African-American writer personality make such an effort to make conservative white people feel comfortable about having bigoted or racist feelings because he feels like less successful blacks should be doing better. And Jeff's tweet at me, I don't want to make too much of it as just one person, but this is a typical tactic of the left. I came on this show and I was really crystal clear with my message and Jeff in Las Vegas and other liberals will distort exactly what I said and exactly what was crystal clear. They will turn it into something else. And he turned what I did yesterday in the three hours. 
I've never seen such a blatant attempt from an African-American writer personality to make such an effort to make conservative white people feel comfortable about having bigoted or racist feelings. The knock on conservatives is white people. They don't like talking about race. That's the knock on conservatives. We spent three hours talking about race. So that's one. And then if my message was crystal clear, I am not a denier of racism. If you listen to that three hour show, it was an explanation. And if you follow the columns, I've written it out. Kick. It has been an explanation. Yes, that racism is a problem in America. You're just blaming the wrong people. The, the show I did yesterday clearly pointed a finger that there is a racist group of people who I said clearly the ideological descendants of slave owners are the white liberals on the left. I said that crystal clear. And so trust me, Jeff heard it. And Jeff, no, I'm actually making the people on the left uncomfortable by pointing out their calculated strategic racism. They keep using liberal as a shield. Oh, my God. How can you say I'm liberal? I can't be racist. Oh, yes, you can. And that's why you've put that label on yourself so people won't see your racism. I see it clearly. Other people see it clearly. People of faith see it clearly because this racial political game you have been playing is in total objection to Scripture, the things in the Holy Bible, the things that we Christians believe. It's in total objection. The whole capitalizing of the B, uh, categorizing black people as this special set of human beings that their skin color is their defining characteristic. That's what the left is doing. It's the same thing slave owners did 400 years ago. That's why I call them the ideological descendants of slave owners. That show yesterday had nothing to do with making conservatives feel comfortable in their bigoted or racist feelings. The show yesterday and today is about I'm asking conservatives of faith in particular to lean into that faith and connect and reach out to black people of faith who have conservative values but have fallen for a political scam that has made them disconnect from their conservative religious values and prioritize liberal political values that are inconsistent with their faith. And so Jeff and other liberals will distort everything that I said, because I'm pointing a finger directly at them that their ideology, their policies, their point of view is harmful for black people. If you understand the African-American journey in this country, you disconnect us from faith. You disconnect this country from faith. You are destroying us and this country. So if there was any confusion about what we did yesterday, I want to make 
clear today exactly what I'm doing. Because I am not ashamed of it. This progressive liberal movement is disconnecting black people and America from our faith. They are destroying our country, and I'm mad about it. Mm. And I will point it out day after day after day after day after day until the day that I die. Because they are playing that game and trying to destroy America, black people, and this entire country. And I wanted to explain to this audience, we need each other. Those of us of faith, regardless of color, we need each other. We need to stand together and embrace our faith and stand on our faith the same way these people stand on their political ideology. We need to be just as bold and just as steadfast. When we come back after a short break, I'm going to bring uh, Stu and Uncle Jimmy in to see. Did they hear yesterday's show the way that I heard it? Or did they hear it the way Jeff heard it? Don't go anywhere. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You know, right now is the perfect time to get your home decked out. If you haven't tried Blinds.com, right now is the time to finish up those home improvement projects before the end of the year. You know, when the lockdown will end. (laughs) They're offering huge Black Friday deals at Blinds.com right now. So save up to 40% site-wide at Blinds.com, including blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. It's a breeze to order online. Tanya and I, we love working with Blinds.com. We've worked with them several times. Always guaranteed perfect. Perfect fit on your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish. Don't wait. Save on your next home project now. Take advantage of Black Friday savings and shop these unbelievable deals today. You can enjoy your new picture-perfect backdrop just in time for the holiday season. This is the one Black Friday sale you don't want to miss this year. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% sidewide and get the lowest prices of the year on incredible Black Friday doorbusters. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. All right, I think I've set the table for today. Uh, Stu, am I right? Did I hear yesterday's show the way I thought I heard it? Did I say the things I thought I said? Or is Jeff in Las Vegas, is he correct? Was I was I here to make uh, white conservatives comfortable? Sometimes people make mistakes and think they're on one radio station and actually are on another. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, doing the show with you the past couple of days. And, you know, I, I don't know you that well. You know, we've hung out the last couple of days. It's been great. But I know your work over a long period of time. I mean, I'm a yeah. fan of yours, going back to your sports writing and I would say the last way I would describe Jason Whitlock is to say that he wants to make people feel comfortable. Like you want to make people feel uncomfortable. You want to challenge them. And that is, I think, what this country needs. We need to be more uncomfortable with the way that we think more often. You know, I think if you're if you're if you're not good at being uncomfortable, you'll just stay exactly the same forever. You need mm-hmm. to be put in those sharpens ar- iron. Yeah, exactly. You need to be put in. The, you need to be challenged. You need to be put in those in those positions where the things you've thought about and, and maybe took for granted as a, as a viewpoint are challenged. I think that's you know half of what makes the world interesting, frankly. 
but also is really important because you, you can get stuck in these patterns where you continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And I think when people are challenged in those long sort of foundational uh, beliefs, uh, that's a good thing. You know, people get so offended when you knock them out of their, their little like safe little space. Comfort zone. Yeah. And I, that's not what America was built on, man. We, this whole country was built on challenging the way the world worked. And thank God it, it was. Thank God it was. So I, you know, I don't know what he's talking about, frankly. Uh, I think he, the last thing you're trying to do is coddle people here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the exact reverse of your of your. Intent. Yeah, they call me a contrarian. I don't know if contrarian it provides comfort, but no, uh, it's, the, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jimmy, did uh, did, what did you hear yesterday? And and. What do you think of Jeff says that, uh, you know, I'm making conservatives white because I feel I, I, because he feels like less successful black people should be doing better. And, and, you know, what's funny is I actually do feel like black people should be doing better. I'm not ashamed of that. I, I actually believe that. I wonder if he thinks we, that they should be doing worse. Well, I mean, considering that you share bigoted and racist feelings, I mean, I think that most bigots and racists want to subside and subdue less less fortunate people. I mean, I, that that's what they do. I don't think that, in other words, man, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, and I don't think he does either. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, I mean, you just jumping all across. Because what I heard yesterday was acceptance for one's actions. I heard that you need to be responsible for what you do. And you can't run around here and blame everybody else for your problems. Now, you hear what you want to hear. That's what I heard. Okay. You know, and I'm only speaking for myself and what I've learned from you, if I may. I mean, I, look, man, I've, I've learned things from you through life. And one of the things that I learned from you. Let, let me stop uh-oh, you for uh-oh, one there second. You no, go. no, no. I don't want to stop you because <laughs> I want go. you to continue. I just want to clarify because we have, this is a new audience for us. And they're not familiar with I call Jimmy Uncle Jimmy. He's not my uncle. He's one of my best friends in life and been my friend. I moved to Kansas City, I think, in 1994, connected with Jimmy around 1997, 98. And Jimmy's a little bit older than me, but our roles are kind of reversed. He calls me big brother. I call him Uncle Jimmy. Or used to, <laughs> used to, back in my old Kansas City radio days, we, we called him Jimmy the Freak. But anyway, <laughs> Jimmy's Uncle Jimmy's actually a friend of mine. Now continue. That kind of took the little no. That took no. the sizzle from the story. <laughs> no, no. The, the thing about you, Jason, that that gets me is, and I learned this. You all hate the messenger. You, you, you're hating the messenger. You're not even listening to the message. Okay, first of all, that's that's the deal with you. Uh, I can only speak for myself and what I learned from you. And th- there was a moment in my life, and when we talk about this, and I always I always talk about this. Keep going, but we're just going to tease this story because we're up against a commercial uh-oh, break. Uh-oh. So just set it up for when we get on the other side. I just want to talk about when I became friends with Jason Whitlock, and he became my friend. Mm. He was my dog. Mm. And there was another guy that I felt was coming to my friend. He was threatening my friend. So I had to step up and defend my friend because my friend was working on the mic. I had to step up and say, hey, step back. Because that's what I did. And if you didn't step back, we was going to have a problem. Mm. 
That's it, Jim and I had a pivotal moment in our friendship 20 years ago. He's going to expound on that when we come back on the other side of this commercial break. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Radio Program. Imagine this. You make a list of the gifts you plan on buying for the holidays, and someone randomly gives you the money to help you buy them. That's what Honey is doing. That's right. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts this season. That's thousands of prizes every week. You know Honey as the shopping tool that automatically searches for promo codes and then adds them to your cart when you're shopping online. But there's also Honey's drop list feature, where you can also add all the holiday gifts you have your eye on at certain stores, and Honey will watch it 24-7 and let you know when the price drops on them. Add Honey to your computer and throw in some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey will randomly select winners and give them shopping money. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. Valid only in the U.S. ends December 21st. To enter and get the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I am Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Stu and Uncle Jimmy are here with me. And before we went to break, uh, Uncle Jimmy was about to tell a story that connects to some of the feedback I got yesterday from someone trying to recast, distort what we did on the show yesterday. Uh, a Jeff in Las Vegas tweeted at me, I've never seen such a blatant attempt from an African-American writer person. I make such an effort to make conservative white people feel comfortable about having bigoted or racist feelings because he feels like, and this is the key part that I think Jimmy's responded to, the guy is accusing me of saying that I feel like less successful blacks should be doing better. And I actually, I'm going to plead guilty to that. That uh, yeah. At one time, <laughs> you know, I feel like I should be doing better and I'm relatively successful. I feel like all people should be doing better. My, my parents made it a priority for me that I do better than them. My mother was a factory worker. My father didn't graduate high school. My father was a uh, entrepreneur in the inner city, first started out a factory worker, owned a, owned a business, a bar in the inner city. They demanded that I do better. And I think Jim is going to tell a story about a pivotal moment in our friendship 20 years ago where I I, I demanded that Jim do better. (laughs) At that time when it happened, it wasn't presented in that manner. Okay, It sounds like that now and he can take it like that now. But at that time, it wasn't perceived like that. It was a it was a determining factor in our friendship. And in all truthfulness, it was a moment that meant more to me in life than it meant for you. And if I'll go back to it, um, 
how far back shall I go? We was in Kansas City. It was Jason and I were at a, he was doing a remote at Hooters. I was doing my radio show. <laughs> nice. Jim was a fan yeah. and a caller of my radio show. I was, I was a friend. Yeah. Okay, I, I had I had crossed over from yeah. the fan to a friend. Yeah. I, I was a friend. Yep. Okay. Uh, th- 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 there was a situation going on to, with other callers, and there was a particular caller by the name of Casey Casey. And... Uh, <laughs> Which right, means nothing to you all, but continue, Jim. <laughs> I just love dropping yeah, that out there. Right, anyway, um, we're here, and um, I see Casey show up, and I had already knew that there was a little, there was words exchanged, and so I'm watching him the whole time, and he comes up to, he's trying to get Jason's attention, mm-hmm. and I push him away. Well, he wants to get me. I push him away. One thing leads to another, and we have words, and we have more words, and finally I have to let him know in a louder voice step away. And if you don't step away, we're going to have a problem. And it got a little more carried away. It, mm-hmm. it escalated and there <laughs> yeah. was a problem. Mm-hmm. And when it was all said and done, we actually, he actually was mad at me. What the hell? What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Hey man, I'm defending you. And I actually left and we didn't speak. When we talked later on that night, he said, Jim, what is wrong with you? Man, what you mean? What's wrong with me? I was defending you. What you mean? He said, what is, what is, what are you, why are you talking like that? Hey, man, this dude disrespected me. He said, what do you mean he disrespected you, Jim? He disrespected me as a man. He said, Jim, did he take money out of your pocket? Did he do something to you that was going to stop food from being on your table, from buying your daughter groceries? No, but he, he, dis, he disrespected me. And he disrespected you. He said, Jim. You sound just like them people at my daddy's club. That's where he got me at. I am them people from your daddy's club. That's who I am. That's where I'm from. He said, and that's where you're going to always stay. It's right there in that club. And that bothered me for a minute because I didn't want to stay in that club. Hmm. And I had to understand what it was he was saying. See, I thought Jason was one of us. I thought he was from the streets. I thought he was about that life. Mm. <laughs> you ain't about that life, man. You're talking about something else. You're telling me to leave that foolishness behind. You're telling me, hey, man, if you want to roll with me, you can't do that. And he and I didn't talk for almost two years. Really? He told you that was 98. I joined the sheriff's department in 2001. When he saw me again, I went from being a comedian... DJ to wearing a badge and well, a hold, uniform. Hold, hold on, let's keep it real. A comedian at a barbershop is not a comedian. You're cracking <laughs> jokes among your. No, I, I got paid a couple of times. Was a, I got no, paid a couple no. of times. He was I, a DJ <laughs> at a nightclub <laughs> called the Firelight, and, and I look, was loved. Yeah, I get it. And trust me on this. I lo- my dad's bar, the Masterpiece Lounge, is the greatest place on earth. It, it we sold it. My dad passed. Loved it. Loved the people. But those people, including my father, had aspirations for me and my brother. We don't want y'all to be factory workers. We don't want y'all to just be hanging out at the Masterpiece Lounge five days a week. We want you to go on and do bigger and better things. That was my mission in life given to me by my parents. And to, to Jim was behaving in a fashion publicly 
that was like embarrassing for a grown man. And one of the things I said to Jim, I was like, hey, man, unless this dude is taking clothes off your kids back or taking food off the table that you're feeding your kids, he ain't really done nothing. But he has not disrespected you. He's disrespected himself. You have to have a higher purpose than just arguing to I didn't some see it idiot like that. at a Hooters <laughs> because he done said a few words you disagree with. That's right. And and I was like, if you can't hop on that train, you can't ride in my you can't hide, you can't ride on my train. And uh I'm cool with that. And so literally that is my and, and it's like I, I look at this guy Jeff and say uh, feels like less successful blacks should be doing better. I, I can't deny that, and, and 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 I say that because I come from a family. My parents didn't tolerate excuses, and so my senior year of high school I said this yesterday I think on the show in 1984 my senior year of high school again my dad had had lost the bar he had a bar called Jimmy's J bar J IRS and back taxes took it from me and so I'm living with my dad in 1984 in a one bedroom 400 square foot apartment in the hood and there just weren't any excuses tolerated my dad wasn't sitting there saying you know what you don't have to do any homework. You don't have to uh, do well in school. You don't have to continue with your football career and get a football scholarship. We're poor. You have an excuse. He, he just wasn't, that was not his mentality. He didn't make any excuses. He didn't tolerate any excuses. And so I am from that mentality of you have to look within and fix your problems and move forward, despite whatever the obstacles are. Poverty, uh, people saying insensitive things to you that maybe maybe come from a place of racial bigotry. You can't fold. You can't. Oh, I can't make it now. Someone said something inappropriate to me. Someone said something disrespectful to me. I control, and this is what I've stressed to everyone, is I control my feelings. There is no outsider. And I say this all, if you call me a name, Stu, or Jim calls me a name, how I respond to that, how I feel about that's on me. Outsiders don't control my emotions. And that's what I you know, try to convey to Jim and what I try to convey, uh, what I was trying to convey on the show yesterday in terms of, I think it's a very Christian point of view. I'm here to serve God and no one else. And until he comes down and has harsh words for me, I really just am not moved by other people's harsh words and criticisms. And they're not, going to dictate my behavior and and that and, and I'm going to get into this on the other side of, of this commercial break but one of the weapons being used against us that are believers is we've become silent and somewhat ashamed 
of our beliefs. We don't want to wear our Christianity on our sleeves because we know we'll fall short and we know that the left will point out our fall and say, well, you're not a Christian. Look what you did. Look. And I just totally reject that. I am flawed. I am a sinner, but I am a believer and I'm going to wear that on my sleeve and I'm going to let God do the judging and any of these other people that are trying to do the judging who have elected themselves God. We have to have the courage to reject that. I'm going to explain more on the other side of this. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, and today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day. May I recommend you get Raycon? These are the earbuds that I use, uh, and they are—they're fantastic, fantastic. They've got lots of bass. They have really good sound quality. They have enough volume to them. So if you're looking for something for you, get Raycon. Get the wireless earbuds. It, may I suggest you buy two pairs? They're half the price of everything else. Give them to your kids. You get a pair, too. Give them to your kids so they won't lose yours. Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon offers seamless Bluetooth pairing, a comfortable noise-isolating fit, and amazing audio quality. So this holiday season, get them something they can use for calls, music, work, play, at home, or on the go. Or just pick up a pair for yourself. Go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. Get 20% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Stu, Uncle Jimmy here with me. I I was making a point uh, before we went to break in that last segment about the silent majority, those of us that are believers. We have to unsilence ourselves. Jason, that, no, real, real quickly, before, I'm sorry, don't don't, yeah. don't smack me for interrupting. <laughs> but I, I just want to ask you real quick if I can yeah. go back and pick up on that story that you cut me eloquently cut me off of, <laughs> because I, I was getting to the and I'm very serious. I, I was think getting meant to the, disrespectfully cut him off from. But go you ahead. know what I mean, yeah. man. Go ahead. And, and I'm serious about the part of that story was because that was so significant in my life of me personally, not to you, but to me, because that was a point in my life where I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision upon. Am I going to first of all, was he right or was he wrong? And see, that's what we have to do as people. You know, people can tell you something, but you have to know when you've heard right. And see, this is why you need to have a spirit in you that, you know, when God is telling you something and you either listen or you don't listen. And for me, you better listen to what that dude said, because if not, you're going to end up like everybody that he's talking about in his daddy's club and in your club and in all other black people like you. This is why you end up in the graveyard. This is why you end up in jail because you can't control your emotions because you can't control your feelings. And this is what happened. So if you want to go down that road, go ahead. I done told you once. And it was at that moment. And like you heard me say, when we met two years later, I was wearing a uniform for the Wyandotte County Sheriff's Department. I had a gun on my side. I no longer drank. I no longer did all these things. I haven't had a drink since the Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Diego Chargers on Monday Night Football when Tameric Vanover ran the kickoff back and Martin Schottenheimer kissed him in the end zone. So when I tell you, see, this is my life. I can say this. You know, and when you do this and when you make these changes in your life, then you can stand up and say, hey, this dude helped me and make a change. I'm like, I don't see why you mess with Whitlock. 
because this man helped me out and showed me some things. Not just him, but see, I had to I had to want to do better. And that's the problem that people don't. They don't want to do better. They good with the way things are. I want to do better. You know why? Because somebody told me I could do better. Somebody showed me a better way. And I had enough sense and enough God-given ability to go. That's right. Thank you for, for sharing with me what your daddy put in you. Because I didn't have a daddy to put that in me. All I had was what the streets put in me. And believe me, that's what was waiting on me. So there you go. I'm done with that story. Thank you for letting me share. That was good. That was much better than uh, what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Thank you for acceptance is the first step to recovery. Good now job, he's Jay taught Dale. you something. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, Jim. Uh, but look, and I, I've only got a short time before we get to break, but I, I wanted to make one final point about why we should be more comfortable wearing our beliefs on our sleeves. And not in a way of in your face or putting people down who don't share our beliefs, but one of the tricks that's being played on those of us that are believers, and I'm going to point to politics to make this point, but I was reading a Daily Wire story yesterday. I think it came out a week ago about how the polls listed like 27 House races as toss-ups, and Republicans won all 27 of them. And 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 then there were some other categories that were supposedly leaning Democratic that the Republicans flipped a lot of those. And, and, And what I the reason I'm bringing this up is we are being convinced that our way of thinking has passed and the country has gone a different direction. And it's just not true. The things that we talked about today, the things that I'm saying today ring true to the, in my view, the majority of Americans, black, white, brown, Asian, whatever. They may not even be Christ followers, but the wisdom that's Mm -hmm. in Christianity, they still believe in. And it's like the fake polling or the misleading polling that they put out about politics. They're putting out fake polling through social media that this is a secular country. It's not a secular country. What has happened is the believers have become the silent majority. We have to unsilence ourselves. Not in a negative way, not in a condescending way, but wear your beliefs. Don't be ashamed just because God's not done working with you. I am a sinner. Lust is still a problem for me. I have many other problems, but I'm not ashamed of saying that I'm a believer. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break-in, fire, flooding, or a medical emergency. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. And with Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors; you get the best professional monitors in the business. They've got your back day and night, ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them most, straight to your door. Simply Safe has an arsenal of sensors and cameras that protect every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. 
it super easy. Then Simply Safe professionals take over, monitoring your home 24/7 and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contract, no hidden fees or installation costs. Right now, you can get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafebeck.com. You'll also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Simply Safe professionals take over, monitoring your home 24/7 and ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. SimplySafeBeck.com. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. A lot of people are calling me the sexy version of Glenn Beck. Uh, Stu, I did not know this until I came on this show. But man, y'all got a lot of female followers. They're blowing wow. up my Twitter page. You know, operating the sports lane, I hear from a few female sports fans. But man, it's been overwhelming. Uh, my Twitter is called Whitlock, at Whitlock Jason, W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K. J A S O N. What's mine? What's uh, Uncle mine? Jimmy is Uncle Jimmy J I M M Y S F Y. People asked me that yesterday how they could reach out to you, Uncle Jimmy. People here like you. People I'm a on Speak for Yourself. Guy. Yeah, they didn't like you. Made fun of too, you made too much fun of me on Speak for Yourself. I don't know if people liked you, but anyway, don't go anywhere. We're going to get into Jordan Peterson in just one minute. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening this to the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Right now, everybody's around on the last curve and into the uh, next year and hopefully making plans to be spending time with family and friends, gathering and breaking bread together this holiday season. Seasons change, and I always think this time of the year is the best because it brings out the best in all of us. Well, no matter what your holidays look like, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to benefit from having a rec tech because part of that best of this holiday is getting together for food and cooking every meal together and having it turn out just right. So whether it's grilling, smoking, or even baking, Rectech is going to rise to the challenge every time. With its amazing smart grill technology, the Rectech monitors everything you cook in it to the tiniest detail, making sure to adjust the temperature as needed without you. And you can control it entirely from an app on your phone or device. So follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter to get great recipes. It's Rectech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. All right, Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. I am reading directly from vice.com. How often does that happen on the Glenn Beck show? But uh, several Penguin Random House Canada employees confronted management about the company's decision to publish a new book by controversial Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson at an emotional town hall Monday. And dozens more have filed anonymous complaints, according to four workers who spoke to Vice World News on Monday. Penguin Random House Canada, Canada's largest book publisher and a subsidiary of Penguin Random House, announced it will be publishing Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life by Peterson to be released in March 2021. The book will be published by Portfolio in the U.S. and Penguin Press in the U.K., both part of the Penguin Random House empire. Four Penguin Random House Canada employees who did not want to be named due to concerns over their employment said the company held a town hall about the book Monday, during which executives defended the decision to publish Peterson while employees cited their concerns about platforming someone who is popular in far-right 
circles. Oh, <laughs> how dare they? How, how dare, dare they give someone with a viewpoint a platform? Yes. You can't do that. Who, the nerve. <laughs> who, people, who people enjoy reading. Uh, you got to help me out here, Stu. I, I, I'm like everybody else. I know who Jordan Peterson is, but I'm not an expert. There were people crying during this town mm-hmm. hall. Yeah. Why are they? <laughs> is he that dangerous? What are they crying about? Well, first of all, they're insane. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, Jordan Peterson, I guess, is controversial. I don't. I, I've never really understood the why. You know, he is a Canadian academic uh, who you know kind of became famous for YouTube uh, speeches and lectures he was giving, right. and occasionally getting in fights on on uh, during interviews about you know saying things that you know used to be very very common and true. His one of his he got in trouble some degree over. A, a transgendered controversy where he basically said, you can call yourself whatever you'd like, a man or a woman. However, that does not force me to to agree or recognize your reality. I'm going to stick with what is actually true. Um, and so that was controversial to many. He wrote a book called 12 Rules of, of Life as well. Um, and but listen, listen to this, because this goes back to what we were talking about last hour. Listen to these rules. Uh, 12 Rules for Life. One, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Hell yeah. Treat yourself like you are someone you are responsible for helping. Right? No. <laughs> no. Crazy. Make friends with people who want the best for you. I mean, Uncle Jimmy, you just talked about this. This is exactly it. And now I'm calling you Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Uh, Don't you forget it. <laughs> compare yourself with who you were yesterday, not with who someone else is today. Wow. Great. Wow. Do you, uh, do I want not, the book. Uh, just skipping through a couple of them here. Uh, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. That's great advice. Wow. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. Uh, assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. Uh, mm. Be precise ah. in your speech. These are great pieces of advice for anyone of any color, whether you're straight, gay, transgendered, whatever you are. Those are all great pieces of advice. How is that controversial? It's, I think, and again, this is all my limited knowledge, and I ran this by you before the show, but to me, Jordan Peterson represents the patriarchy, Mm. and that's what makes him controversial in this time. There's people that want to institute, empower the matriarchy, and Jordan Peterson is, is logically debunking their beliefs and and they're mad as hell about it and 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 i hear you on the the whole transgender thing and 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 i i guess it's controversial i'm i'm but just because you identify i'll go back to what we talked about yesterday sean king identifies as a black person i'm not gonna respect that i'm just sorry he's not are you supposed to act like that's the truth because he says it's the truth? It's not the truth. The truth yes. is something. It's fa- it's concrete. It's a foundational principle. We're but all Sean to- King said it, so it is. Right. <laughs> Jim, you you Jim knows me well, and and I have identified myself to a number of really attractive women as one of the most in shape, 
<laughs> most eligible bachelors in America. Mm-hmm. That's how I identify. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have rejected that. And wow. I didn't should I should I cry about it? Should I hold a town hall meeting? <laughs> and, <laughs> what are you doing? Well, I mean what don't, you, don't, don't don't what? I look like the mayor of Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Go, what's, her, what's her name? Gordon Gordon Lightfoot or Mayor Blackfoot? <laughs> I want y'all to re- recognize me as that. <laughs> <laughs> you, stop it. You're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> you, the you fire do. came and then it was the smoke and <laughs> then the corona. <laughs> I Somebody got, help me. You do look like Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> it's a good... <laughs> It does. There's some. There's some. Are you related to Lori Lightfoot? Is your uncle Jimmy Lightfoot? Is your last name Lightfoot? Well, I am part Blackfoot. <laughs> I mean, if that counts, it does. Anyway, <laughs> come on, go to work. I'm but, saying you can answer any. You can call yourself anything you want to. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't believe people are crying at work over a book that they disagree with. That that's. That they do it over the Bible. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Is that a, I'm trying to think that yeah, one through. Yeah, they do it with the Bible too. So go ahead. Yeah, you, I get, they probably would object to the Bible being. You can't read it in school. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, come on, let's keep going. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, and so I, I, I don't. I'm going to have to look more into Jordan Peterson, and I get that he's a big deal, and I'm kind of late to the party. Again, I'm familiar with him and his point of view. I've watched some of his YouTube videos. But the fact that a book with just rules for life, and if they're – I've never read this book, but just Mm -hmm. listening to these rules, it's like I I say it all the time, and I guess this applies. I reduce it down to black people, and I guess this applies to – everybody and I should take the race out of it but I've seen black people get destroyed for giving black people good advice Mm. that if you're someone that's like hey man I think you should do x y and z and blah blah how dare you tell black people what they should do pull your pants up yeah (laughs) how dare you give them good advice and and I've seen because I'm in the sports world I see what's happening to coaches a lot as things have been racialized. Coaches are now afraid, particularly white coaches, are afraid to pass on their values to their players. If you remember, the the tradition in sports has been like, uh, particularly in college sports, uh, that college head coach, football, basketball, is going to be like a father figure to your son. I'm going to take care of him like he's my son. That was the promise you made to the mom and dad who were turning their kid over to you. And now coaches, because many of them, particularly in football, have these old school values. They're afraid. We saw it this summer in the aftermath of the George Floyd uh, of coaches. uh, There was a coach that got in trouble uh, for reading Bible scriptures to a player. Told you. And, uh, you know, the player said he was offended by that. And, and 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 this player, this was a coach in West Virginia. I think he was their defensive coordinator. He was at during the beginning of COVID and the lockdown. He was driving uh, like sixty miles each way, delivering food to one of his players who was trapped by COVID and blah blah. Needed some support and help. And this player turned around 
and accused him of being a racist or accused him of being racially insensitive over nonsensical stuff and over the fact that this coach's values he thought weren't in support of Black Lives Matters or, or whatever. And, and I'm like, they're demanding of coaches that they not pass on their values, the values that made them successful. Don't give them to the kids because they might be offended by them. They don't want to be like a white man. They want to blah, blah, blah. And so you're handcuffing the coaches. It's like I can only talk X's and O's with you because I don't know what might offend you or what might be me trying to force my values on you. And again, this is what coaches have been doing for 70 years, 100 years. And Jordan Peterson's in trouble for passing on the values that he believes in in books. He, he he's yeah. in he's controversial, but I thought that's what most writers did. Trying to be provocative, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, he's just saying be a man, and that's controversial, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah it's very toxic, uh, yeah. toxic masculinity. <laughs> and like I I know I've never met a conservative who's going to cry over a freaking book. You know, we might not like books. You know, there might be certain books we think are terrible. But I always want more speech, not less. I want more people saying what they believe. So I can come out here and say, that's stupid for this reason. You know, instead we are in this culture where someone brings up a controversial point and people sob at work. I would get, if Jordan Peterson's book was supposed to be read in grade schools, Mm Mm-hmm junior high to kids or whatever, if that's what it was intended for, I'd be like, if I'm a parent, hey, I don't want Jordan Peterson's values. I don't want given to my kids. I, I would almost get that, but he's just putting out a book for the public. Right. People, they're not going straight to school systems. You got to get on Amazon or do it, go to a bookstore, buy the book, blah, blah, blah. It, it's like his ideas are being outlawed or trying to be silenced or canceled. It's crazy. All right. I'm, I'm going to, I wanted to address the Jordan Peterson thing because I just found it fascinating this morning when I woke up and read that. And uh, Stu, thank you for helping me out there. We'll be back with more of the Glenn Beck program in one minute. There's almost always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. It's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 50% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera. Whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, check out 50% off plus a free security camera. This system has an arsenal of sensors and cameras. Then Simply Safe security specialists take over monitoring your home around the clock. Get 50% off Simply Safe plus a free security camera by visiting simplysafebeck.com. These days, a strong immune system is crucial for your overall health. Activate your immune health like never before with naturally sourced ingredients, clinically proven to kickstart your immune system. Introducing Quantum Nucleotide Complex, a unique and comprehensive immune-boosting formula from Quantum Nutrition Labs. Our products have been manufactured right here in the USA for over 30 years. Right now, it's our biggest sale of the year. Save up to 50% on our doctor-formulated supplements. That's QNLABS.com, QNLabs.com. All right, welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I made the mistake of looking at my Twitter feed during that one-minute break, and I just someone just tweeted at me that I'm a disgusting, transphobic jerk. He should be fired. 
Oh, congratulations. You haven't even got <laughs> the job yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was quick. Yeah, that was very quick. Hey, I want to go back and talk I about a do blaze. A couple things. One, I want to invite some listeners into the show. 888-727-2325. I promise you, I will take some phone calls during this show. It's the day before Thanksgiving. We need to we can't get together in our houses, so we need to make this table, this uh, whatever virtual linear table we have here with this discussion, we need to make it broader and, and bring you guys into the discussion. I, I, I want. I had a conversation yesterday after the show uh, with with Tyler, who who works here, and Tyler's a very uh, fascinating person and a very thoughtful person. And we were discussing yesterday's show, and he had some interesting thoughts that kind of because yesterday I was talking about black pride being a religion and black people worshiping skin color and the mainstream media and corporate America and advertisers pushing right. out this worship of skin color. And I talked about the AP, the Associated Press, capitalizing the B in black, and it's a special distinction and qualification or defining characteristic. And, and Tyler made a point to me that I, about a strain of this new religion, and, and he said the religion is activism. And it really struck a chord with me because I would say for the last five or six years, as as I would look at my Twitter feed and people would respond to me and I would go look at their bios and I was amazed at how many people listed activists as their job as <laughs> activists. And I was like, I mean, activists used to be a handful of very influential people uh, that represented large swaths of people. But activism is now like anybody can do it. It, it. It's it's almost like selling Avon or uh, what's the one that everybody jokes about the the job that or the the career. Oh, I can't think of Amway. It. Amway. Amway. Yeah. Yes, it's like it's like Amway. When was the last time you seen some Amway? <laughs> <laughs> it's still out there. They just, they just call it something different. Hmm. They call it activism. <laughs> Actually, and, and I've been amazed. Like, what? Everybody's an activist. That's a job. That's the religion. And I see it as an extension of liberalism in terms of anointing yourself a God and anointing yourself a judger of other people's actions and worldview and points of view. And your job is to go out and evangelize for other people to behave the way that you want them to behave. And as a Christian, and, and, and Tyler reminded me of this, and it, 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 it really sunk home with me because all of my values are about what can I do to make things better? What can I do to make things better for me, for the people I love? And then I want to be the change that I want to see. And that's the best way of me affecting change Globally, locally, globally, in this room, at the Westin Hotel where I'm staying or whatever. If I can just be the best me and put that energy out into the universe. And I, I believe that is the battle. And, and Tyler and I talk, that's the battle for Christians. 
the, the real battlefield is within us as individuals. Activists believe the battlefield is outside of them. And can they get other people to do certain things? And, and that's where I'm at a disconnect with the prevailing sentiment for how we move America forward, but in particular, how we move black America forward. And this has been my problem. I've said to people all the time, you're acting as if we, if we improve white people, if we make white people love us more, our life will get so much better. What if we don't love ourselves? That's number one. And so <laughs> I ask people all the, I, I, a friend of mine who was a great athlete, ha, you know, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Great friend of mine. And, and I asked him uh, probably last week, two weeks ago, I was like, what if someone came to you as an athlete and said, you know what? If we improve your white teammate, that'll make you better. And so we're going to send him to Michael Jordan's camp. And we're going to spend a bunch of money and invest in improving this other guy. And you just, you know, just kind of stay status quo. But if we get him better, you'll be better. I said, as an athlete, would you reject that? He was like, of course I would. So what are we doing? If we're not focusing on ourselves and improving ourselves, that is the path forward for all of us. All right, I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You know, right now is the perfect time to get your home decked out. If you haven't tried Blinds.com, right now is the time to finish up those home improvement projects before the end of the year. You know, when the lockdown will end. (laughs) They're offering huge Black Friday deals at Blinds.com right now. So save up to 40% site-wide at Blinds.com, including blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. It's a breeze to order online. Tanya and I, we love working with Blinds.com. We've worked with them several times. Always guaranteed perfect. Perfect fit on your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish. Don't wait. Save on your next home project now. Take advantage of Black Friday savings and shop these unbelievable deals today. You can enjoy your new picture-perfect backdrop just in time for the holiday season. This is the one Black Friday sale you don't want to miss this year. Blinds.com. Save up to 40% sidewide and get the lowest prices of the year on incredible Black Friday doorbusters. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. All right. Happy day before Thanksgiving. As promised, I'm going to go to the phone lines. 888-727-2325. I need to hear from you about yesterday's show and today's show. I think we're going to go out first to Mike in North Carolina. Mike in North Carolina, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you having me. I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. I wish I could talk to you for hours uh, (laughs) because every topic you're touching on is what I've been thinking about lately. The main one is that uh, there don't seem to be any men anymore, uh, much less adults. Um, 
I, I think we need more masculine leadership. Um, and you touched on it before with Peterson's book. Anything masculine now is uh, being denigrated. And um, I, I just think that uh, if we're to go back to a more conservative uh, world, uh, we need more masculine leadership. The responses you get from the, from the Jeffs in California of the world or the responses to Peterson's book or any response these days to anything political or cultural is, not, uh, is, is emotional, it's hysterical, it's hostile, it's angry. Um, and those are not masculine qualities, in my opinion. And I, I think until we get back those qualities, it's going to be a hard road trying to um, get to the type of world that, that, uh, that you're describing. Mike, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Uh, there is a way to be responsibly masculine. What, what the mainstream media, what social media, what Twitter has done and Facebook is they've turned masculinity into this very negative word. And it can only have this negative connotation of toxic masculinity. I, I'm just sorry. If, there, if it weren't for masculinity, America would have never become what it has become. What it, it, it's it's like yesterday. I hate to simplify. Did did you see the thing yesterday where the guy uh, wrestled his dog out of an alligator's mouth? I love that guy. And Cooter. I did too. And I was just like, we need more of that. Because yeah. again, I watched that and I was like, man, I don't know if I would have been man enough to do that. I hope that I would, but I was like, I, I respect that. And and good luck, puppy. I'm not going near that freaking <laughs> thing. And, and <laughs> you'd have went after it if it was a piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, masculinity to me, and, and again, if you look at 2020 and the number one emotion that has controlled all of our actions, fear, fear, fear is in control of America. Fear. Oh, go out and vote. Donald Trump's going to turn the country into Germany. Fear, fear, everything fear. Wear a mask at all times, even when you're asleep by yourself. If you're driving in your car, wear a mask. Everything is fear. And that's why I keep talking about God. Because the number one advantage to religious faith is it tones down, it dampens, it helps you overcome fear and 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 it's why a lot of times Christians are misunderstood because again not when you're young but about the time when you become a mature Christian and it may not happen to 40s or 50s but I, I really did reach a point and I've reached that point where I don't fear death mm. and and again that's what's put me outside the the COVID fear mongers is like they don't know what's going to happen to them when they pass. I feel comfortable. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. And it's because of my faith. And so I'm just not going to live in fear of COVID. And <clears throat> I'm not someone that thinks COVID isn't for real. I've had friends with it. I've had family members with it. It is real. But it's not going to stop me from living my life. That, that, that when I think about people 
and the sacrifices they made for us to have the country that we enjoy, have the freedoms that we enjoy. When I go back and think about those human beings that sacrificed their life to preserve this union and to end slavery, had they been controlled by fear? None of the progress we made would be possible. None of it. And so that's how I know, like, they leaned into their faith far more than we are. And so I think once you lean into your faith, you become less controlled by fear and men become more masculine. And we certainly need more of that. Mike, thank you for the phone call. 888-727-2325 is the phone number to call. Kelly in Texas. Welcome to the program. Hi, Jason. Um, The biggest problem that I see is that we are dealing with situationally ethical and moral people, right? Which is why, for instance, somebody who blew up people in buildings in the 70s is now welcome at their parties and to teach their children. Um, it's, a, it's a problem. Um, but, and I'm a Christian, full disclosure, but people of any faith, really, they have a true north. It's truth and it's moral compass. Um, situationally ethical and more people don't have that, which is why stealing an election, well, it's on the other side of, on the other side of that is what I want. And so that becomes ethically moral to my idea or speaking on daytime television in the United States of America about putting people on a list because they believe differently than you do. Or I think it was De Niro who said, um, Republicans need to be afraid. Um, the problem is my husband and I are both veterans and, um, the biggest problem with all of these things is that these two will eventually converge, right? Because ethically and moral people, people of all faiths really are polite and they don't want to be in an adversarial position. And right now I think that's being used against us because on the other side of the bill of rights, which is a moral truth, right? It is a compass that was designed with that in mind. You're going to find a moment where you get too much against that. And people, regular people, veterans, my husband was in Afghanistan twice. Okay, there are going to be, there's going to be a tipping point where, okay, hold my beer, this is going too far. My prayers is that before that time hits in this country, we, people who are like-minded, come together and just politely stand up and say, yeah, no, that's not what we have sworn an oath to protect. That's not the direction we're going and um, and we will love you all the way to where your situationally ethical and moral compass is way too far on the outside. And now we have a problem um, because it's worth fighting for. I'm just hoping we don't have to get there. I, I, I fear that we're really close to what you're talking about. And, and that's why I've been so thankful the last two days to have this platform yep. to to try to tell people we have to lean into our faith and those of us of faith, there are more of us out there than is being recognized. And, and if we come together and start wearing it on our sleeves and start really celebrating the power and uh, the positiveness, the, 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 the progress that can be made by leaning into our faith, I think we're going to attract other people that have been, 
run into the closet. It's like people are are really uncomfortable to to admit that they have this faith. It's become so hostile out there, and I, I, I think those of us of faith have to wear it. And and again, not in a condescending or offensive way, but we have to let people know what we stand for. And, and then we have to be willing to stand on that. And, and, and so there's a lot of the mainstream media, and that's why I'm sure you're here at blaze TV. Right. We just have to take their audience away and you have to go support <laughs> the kind of media that is fair, objective, consistent with your values and again, that doesn't mean exist in an echo chamber, but you also don't have to live in their echo chamber of lies and deceit. If you look and, and I've been very careful, I don't want to be super partisan on this election, but they create with fear. They created an, an atmosphere and an environment rife, ripe for cheating. If you convince people that President Trump is the remaking of Adolf Hitler. Why wouldn't you cheat? It, it, any moral or ethical person who believes that President Trump is Adolf Hitler should cheat at the polls. I, I really believe that. It, oh, my God, this guy's Adolf Hitler. He, he's going to put up people in ovens. He's going to, what did Joe Biden say when Trump first became president? He's going to put us back in chains. If you believe that, you should cheat. And the media did everything in their in their power to make you believe that this guy was Satan himself. And if you believe he's Satan, there's nothing wrong with cheating to make sure he doesn't get in office. And quite frankly, that's what I believe happened. They created an atmosphere that provoked people to cheat. And they did. And uh, anyway, uh, Kelly, thank you for the phone call. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back, take some more of your phone calls, and I got some more to say about activism being the new religion. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Now imagine this. You make a list of the gifts you plan on buying for the holidays, and someone randomly gives you the money to help you buy them. That's what Honey is doing. That's right. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts this season. That's thousands of prizes every week. You know Honey as the shopping tool that automatically searches for promo codes and then adds them to your cart when you're shopping online. But there's also Honey's drop list feature where you can also add all the holiday gifts you have your eye on at certain stores and Honey will watch it 24-7 and let you know when the price drops on them. Add Honey to your computer and throw in some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey will randomly select winners and give them shopping money. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. Valid only in the U.S. Ends December 21st. To enter and get the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Program. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Happy the day before Thanksgiving. I want to read you all something that uh, Tyler, who works here at uh, the Blaze, <coughs> wrote me last night. Because 
you know, and he wrote this to me for me to present as my own ideas, but this guy's so smart. <laughs> I, Let's I, not overstate it here yeah. with Tyler. Come on. <laughs> He's smart. Uh, anyway, he opened my mind to, you know, things that I talked about yesterday and his reaction to him and how he took some of the things that I was saying just to another level of opening my mind. And so one of the things he wrote me last night in a, in a uh, over email was, to believers, the Bible is God's word. It provides the operating system needed to live a joyful and worthy life and the path to eternal salvation. But you don't have to go that far to understand its profound and practical value in the here and now. At the very least, the Bible contains the collective wisdom of mankind. Thousands of years of wisdom from our ancestors. How insane is it that we just dismiss it, dismiss it as foolishness? No wonder we're so lost. The religion of the woke is a cheap substitute for the real thing. It provides its adherents with something to struggle for and an enemy to fight against, but it's counterfeit. Christians understand that the real battlefield is within the heart of the individual. The collective wisdom of mankind. That is what really struck me yesterday when he said this to me in, in, in my dressing room. Is that we are dissing, dismissing the collective wisdom of mankind. Older people just aren't respected anymore. We look at Martin Luther King and that generation like they were a group of idiots who we can easily dismiss. And that their way of doing things, and this is why you mentioned the a uh, Hindi or who's what's the guy? Ibram Kendi. Ibram mm-hmm. Kendi, mm-hmm. and and I keep hearing his name tossed around, and I read some of the stupid things he writes. <laughs> but to me, the real architect of this new philosophy that's guiding young people is Ta-Nehisi Coates, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Same he up. did this vicious attack on respectability politics. And, and and it's just because and this is where I give the left credit. They come up with these words and they put them into the or phrases or term and they put them into the zeitgeist. They put them into culture. And, and the next thing, you know, Martin Luther King and these guys in suits and demanding respect and presenting themselves in a respectful way. That's all demonized. Mm hmm. And now it's like, oh, that's respectability politics. You're giving people respect. We're just taking it. Or we're just, you know, and I go, what? So disrespectful politics is going to work? And it's like, there was so much wisdom guiding Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, Rosa Parks, that generation of American humanity, both black and white all taken from their faith, the collective wisdom of mankind found in the Bible is what drove them and drove the progress that we've experienced here in America. That same collective wisdom is what drove us out of slavery. And they've demonized it and called respectability politics. And and we don't have to be respectful anymore. And anybody that tries to create progress in a respectful way is dismissed and a sellout and an uncle Tom and everything that MLK and that generation stood for 
is nothing, is worthless. They're cowards and sellouts. And if I had been there, I would have done this and that. And you wouldn't have done none of it because you don't have the courage provided by an understanding of the power and the mercy of Jesus Christ. That's why they risked their lives to improve this country. And that's why you risk nothing but a tweet and a hashtag and you think you're changing the country. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal. But did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, lululemon macy's honey has found over two billion dollars in savings that's why they have over a hundred thousand five-star reviews on google chrome store not using honey is literally passing up free money it is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds get money for free by joining honey join honey.com slash back that's join honey.com slash back jason whitlock sitting in for glenn beck Stu, I have not asked you, uh, and it's appropriate that I do, what are your Thanksgiving plans? Are you having 30 people at your house? Uh, I'm going to get about 35 people, and we're going to pack it into the smallest room possible and all sneeze on each other. So see how that works out. Are, are you going anywhere? Are you and your wife? We, we do have some close family here uh, nearby. We're going to do a little Thanksgiving. Luckily, we live in Texas, so we're going to do it outside and uh, and and. We don't have a governor that's going to put us in prison for it. Do you do any cooking yourself? Absolutely not. No cooking. <laughs> no, I don't. I have a wonderful aunt and uh, and uh, family members that will do those okay, things but, for me. Okay, Thanksgiving, no cooking. But what about the rest of the year? Do, is, do you got a specialty or anything you cook? Uh, usually it's pressing one minute start on a microwave. <laughs> I would say that's my specialty. <laughs> leftovers. Warmed up leftovers. That is too specialty. He knows how to eat those. All right. I'm actually a great cook, although mm. I do no cooking during Thanksgiving. But anyway, we got more of the Glenn Beck Show in one minute. Don't go anywhere. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This holiday season may feature more merriment with our devices than ever before as we stay connected with family, friends, and a blizzard of online shopping. But all of that online activity means there are many more chances of exposing your personal information. In fact, 64% of adults admit to risking online privacy for convenience. I've done it. But whether you're buying gifts or getting something special for yourself, you may not even know that your identity has been compromised or your info has been sold on the dark web. Don't spend the holidays without identity theft protection from LifeLock. It monitors for uses of your personal information. And if you have a problem with identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel safer. The best sale of the year is going on right now. Save up to 30 percent off your first year at lifelock.com using the promo code back lifelock.com promo code back save 30 percent sale ends november 30th welcome back to the glenn beck program jason whitlock sitting in for glenn beck 
Happy Thanksgiving. All right, listen, the show for the last day and a half uh, has been very serious for the most part. Those of you that are familiar with my work and familiar with me, you know I like to have fun as well. And so I'm going to try to mix the two a little bit serious, but a little bit fun. Uh, Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Fame uh, NFL tight end, uh, won Super Bowls with the Broncos and the Ravens and has been working in television since the end of his career and now works at where I used to work. Uh, We were once co-workers together at Fox Sports 1. He's now there. He does a show with Skip Bayless. And Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy, uh, in an attempt to fire up his team before playing the Minnesota Vikings, uh, used the the comedian Gallagher. And some of you may be too young to remember the comedian Gallagher, but he used to do, he had a visual form of comedy where he would smash things with a sledgehammer and he was known for smashing watermelons. And and I went back just to check my memory yesterday and watch some of this online and, you know, big crowds laughing hysterically. And I would look, I go, well, that's not that funny. Why did we laugh at that back then? But (laughs) it, it was very popular. And Mike McCarthy, is around the same age as me. And I've known Mike McCarthy since the early 1990s when he became an assistant coach with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I used to ridicule Mike McCarthy. He was a former Baker University tight end. He became the quarterback's coach of the Chiefs when Joe Montana was there and Steve Bono. Uh, he, he was the offensive coordinator. was a guy named Paul Hackett. I got a long history with Mike McCarthy. He won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I've known Mike McCarthy for a long time. He smashed some watermelons, and his team enjoyed it. The Dallas Cowboys, Saturday night before the game, he he used this sledgehammer to drive home the point about what we're going to do to the Vikings, and the last one was a watermelon, and it was uh, it represented Dalvin Cook, the running back for the Vikings, who's one of the best players in football, and a defensive lineman, a black defensive lineman from the Cowboys got up like, no, I'm going to smash that one, Coach, and he smashed it. The Cowboys enjoyed it. They go out and basically play their best game of the season the next day against the Vikings and win, and they have a little hope. But here's how Shannon Sharp, and and here's how he reacted to the, I think it was the NFL Network who reported what Mike McCarthy did the day before the team to inspire his team. Here's how Shannon Sharp reacted yesterday. You're white America. <clears throat> Anytime you have black people in your presence, watermelon has a negative connotation. Yep. Let it go. Mm. Let it go. Things that were acceptable many, many years ago, even though it wasn't acceptable, it was tolerated. It's unacceptable. It will not be tolerated. Find another tool, another mechanism to make to motivate your players, black players. If you need somebody, a white man smashing watermelon to get you motivated, you're in the wrong line of business. Mm. It's not funny. It's not cute. I've been up. I don't get these young guys anymore. I really don't. Because ain't no way in hell Mike Shanahan, Dan Reeves, Wade Phillips, or any of my coaches could have ever brought a watermelon. And what? <laughs> and you think that's cool? And he bragged about it. Hey, we're going to keep this on the hush. He, he openly talking about it. He did. First of all, when I saw the watermelon coach, what you doing with that? If you ain't going to a picnic, mm-hmm. if you ain't going to a cookout or a barbecue, man, you better not have no watermelons coming up in there talking about we smashing this. I don't know what Mike McCarthy was thinking. And I don't know what those black players in the locker room was thinking allow him to do that. Agreed. 
I'm not sure what Shannon Sharp is thinking. Any time a watermelon is in the presence of white people and black people, it's offensive. Let's don't go to the grocery store together. There may be a watermelon and there may be black and white people in the grocery store at the same time. Who, Who lives this way? Constantly looking for something to be offended by. The Dallas Cowboys, like most of the NFL, 70% probably black players on that roster. Demarcus Lawrence, a defensive lineman, gets up, smashes a watermelon too. It didn't mean a damn thing to them. Because they're not thinking of how can I be controversial on TV and how can I accuse a white person of being racist. That, that's not a common thought for most people. They don't spend their day, although they're trying to program us to, to spend the entire day looking for how we're offended. Now, I'm just sorry. God created the watermelon. Not white people. And I know there are a lot of black people, and Shannon Sharp may be one of them, who think white people, particularly white liberals, are God. But they're not. Let me break the news to you. A watermelon is just a piece of fruit, a healthy piece of fruit, by the way. It's from the earth. There's nothing demonic about it. And yes, I'm aware that there was a time when it was used as a slur for black people. But again, as I told you earlier in the show, other people don't control my emotions. And so the sight of a watermelon and, and, and Mike McCarthy smashing it, I'm just sorry. It's not some painful reminder of racism. It's a painful reminder when we all used to laugh at Gallagher. That's all it is. I... I can't. I, I help me out here, Stu. I don't want to drag you into trouble, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just don't get it. Well, I have a moral opposition of saying something positive about the Dallas Cowboys, so <laughs> I won't go down uh, that road. But it does seem like you know, you 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 hit on this, and it's. I think it's an important thing to 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 revisit. It seems like Shannon Sharp is trying to convince the Dallas Cowboy players that they should feel racism when they didn't feel it. When they saw their coach, who they like, doing something to motivate them, he says, no, you're wrong to have that connection with your coach. And instead, you should see him doing the most evil thing any of us can picture, being this vicious racist in front of his players. When when you have to convince someone that racism exists and they are the victim of it, well, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe you're just coming up with something uh, that isn't there. And, I, you know, it's it's tough because we get into this world where we just are on this constant search for outreach, this constant search. And I swear, this goes d- deeply into what you've talked about the last couple of days. We are so desperate to find this connection to something real. We're all looking to be to be moved and to feel something. When, you know, the connection to faith used to be what, you know, that used to be what that was. You were motivated by your faith. You were motivated by those 
you know, values that we've had for a long time. Instead, now we're on this constant search because we're empty inside. We're empty. We're protecting our religion of blackness. And so if Mike McCarthy had stood before his team and said very negative things about Jesus Christ and people of faith, Shannon Sharp would have virtually no reaction because our faith isn't our, our, what we've just disregarded that faith. You can almost, you can say anything about Christians. You can say anything negative, whatever. No one's going to have a reaction, but someone smashing a watermelon and potentially, potentially offending your blackness. I can milk 15 minutes of TV and some clicks and some uh, social media follows out of that. I can, I can bet. And again, this is what's so unchristian about it and what are just so impolite and just so morally bankrupt about it. And again, I, I'm telling I know Mike McCarthy and have known him for more than 20 years. This man does something innocent with no malice, no intent. It's not received that way by his players. But Shannon Sharp is going to smear this man as a racist to get through five minutes of TV. Now, I'm saying hmm. Mike McCarthy, I've known him. I've been a critic of him as a football coach, but there is not a shred of evidence that he's racist. And we just willy nilly throwing that tag on him to get through a television segment is repulsive to me. And particularly, I've known Shannon Sharp just as long. And I know it's a gimmick. I know he doesn't believe it. I c- and I might. I might not be able to bite my tongue and not. <laughs> it's a gimmick. I've, I've written about this. Black public figures. Who are married to or have a heavy attraction towards white people, white women. Go out of their way. To prove how black and down they are. And they search for ways to be angry at white people and America to cover up the fact that ah, I'm married to a white woman and I don't feel good about it. I got kids by white women and I don't feel good about it. I would never date a black woman and I don't feel good about it. So let me do these things to cover that up. Those are the facts. I know uh, an NFL Hall of Fame tight end who used to say, if you ever see a black woman on my elbow, I'm holding her for the police. That was his running joke. He's a Hall of Fame tight end who happened to play for the Broncos and the Ravens. Guess who he might be? Known him for years. But we're going to smear Mike McCarthy? So you can cover up your guilty conscience because of what you like and prefer. I'm sick and tired of it. Mike McCarthy doesn't deserve that. It's morally bankrupt. I'm Glenn. I'm not Glenn Beck. I'm Jason Whitlock. You're listening to Glenn Beck program. We'll be back with more in one minute. 
Now imagine this. You make a list of the gifts you plan on buying for the holidays, and someone randomly gives you the money to help you buy them. That's what Honey is doing. That's right. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts this season. That's thousands of prizes every week. You know Honey as the shopping tool that automatically searches for promo codes and then adds them to your cart when you're shopping online. But there's also Honey's drop list feature, where you can also add all the holiday gifts you have your eye on at certain stores, and Honey will watch it 24-7 and let you know when the price drops on them. Add Honey to your computer and throw in some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win. Honey will randomly select winners and give them shopping money. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Beck. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. No purchase necessary. You have to have a PayPal account to redeem the prize. Valid only in the U.S. ends December 21st. To enter and get the rules, go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I'm Jason Whitlock sitting there for Glenn Beck. I want to pick up where I left off. Go go read my columns. I've written about this for Outkick. Uh, I, I think one of them was called Mixed Messages. And it was about, if you go look at Colin Kaepernick uh, and his girlfriend, Nessa, hmm. not black, Egyptian, uh, Kenny Steele's NFL wide receiver, loves to take a knee. He's half black, half white, just like Colin Kaepernick. Go look at his girlfriend, white. Um, there's a whole little list of them, and I, I need to call up the column because I, I, I've written about this. Uh, mixed race kids and or black men involved in relationships with white women. These are the most outspoken people on this race stuff. They love to go out and smear white people as racist as a way to cover up for their feelings, how they feel about being mixed raced and maybe some confusion there or how they feel about dating a white woman or someone outside their race. Cause that's not your feelings. You don't have a problem with a black person dating a white person. No, cause I'm guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. I've done it. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I've been very crystal clear about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll I'll date anything under the rainbow <laughs> and have, uh, and, and got no pro- mixed race kid. I got no problem with no. any of that, but there are some people. All of us have identity issues. All as young people, we're all work through who are we trying to figure it out in America. The race thing is so complicated, and the media makes it more complicated that. For mixed race kids, their identity issues last a little bit longer than other kids that aren't mixed race. And and I say that with no negativity, none, but it's just factual. And that's what we've been seeing from Colin Kaepernick, who was abandoned by his biological parents. He never knew his uh, black father. His mother gave him up for adoption. A white family raised him. Colin Kaepernick has been trying to figure out his identity this entire time. That's all he's been doing. And a lot of these people from Jesse Smollett to 
uh, why can't there was a running back out of Oklahoma State that went after Mike Gundy, Chubb Howard or Hubbard or something mm-hmm. like that. He's from Canada, mixed race. And I understand their struggle, and I understand the pressure that social media and this society puts on them to live up to their blackness. And again, I talked about this yesterday, the unapologetically black Olympics that goes on every day. And that's what we saw yesterday from Shannon Sharp. He's reaching for that gold medal in the unapologetically black Olympics. And he's got to come from behind because he's carrying so much baggage. Again, the only reason why I'm saying this is this man attacks and smears Mike McCarthy for doing something that a comedian has done for years on TV or did for years on TV. The football team for the Dallas Cowboys accepted it and enjoyed it and responded to it. And here's some outsider trying to get through five minutes of TV and says, you know what? I'm going to assassinate Mike McCarthy's character so I can get through this television segment. I'm going to smear him with, with the stain of being a racist and having done something racist. And there's absolutely no proof of it. None. And you do it to get through a television segment or to make yourself feel better about the decisions you make. Again, it's all a sham. It's all fake. It's all BS. The dude gets on. They got segments of, of, of Shannon Sharp. We're criticizing Mike McCarthy about a, a watermelon. Shannon Sharp goes on TV with a do rag, a, a, a blunt in his mouth, some Hennessy, and starts talking all that bull job. I'm just blah blah blah. Uh, I'm, I'm he does a whole. Minstrel routine. But this man smashing watermelons, that's racist. We got to do better than this. And this is why I'm, I, and, and, <coughs> I've known Shannon Sharp for a long time. And I, I'm just like, he's, he's irritated me. He's done something completely irresponsible and despicable. And I don't have a problem calling him out on it. All right, I'm Jason Whitlock. This is the Gillen Black Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Not all holiday presents and goodies get delivered in sleighs. And not all holiday presents and goodies get delivered by sleighs and reindeers. A lot of them get purchased online. And all of that online shopping and browsing can mean you're more likely to expose your personal information to cyber criminals. If a cyber criminal gets access to your personal information, they can use it to unhappy your holidays overnight. So keep the holidays happier with Norton 360. Norton 360 has real-time device security and helps block Lock ransomware and malware. No log VPN to help keep your online activity private, whether you're on public or home Wi-Fi. Safe cam to prevent PC webcam takeovers and so much more. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a great way to give you and your family the gift of protection. The best sale of the year is happening right now. Save up to 65% off your first year. Go to Norton.com slash Beck and save up to 65%. The sale ends November 30th. 
Welcome back to the Glenn Beck Program. Jason Whitlock. We're in the final 26 minutes of my uh, filling in for Glenn Beck. Uh, I want to make some final points on my last topic, and then in the final segment, I- I- I'm going to try to wrap up what we've tried to talk about here in the past two days. But s- someone just tweeted at me and and about the comments I made about Shannon Sharp and other uh, black public figures uh, that <clears throat> are on air and using their platforms to participate in the unapologetically black Olympics. And, and Shannon Sharp did that yesterday to Mike McCarthy, basically insinuated that he did something racist by smashing watermelons in front of his team. His team responded positively to it. But here was Shannon Sharp to wag his finger and say what Mike McCarthy did was racist and how dare those black players enjoy that. And he doesn't understand it. And and and, and uh, Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves, they would have never done that. If I was there, I would have never tolerated that. And it's all BS. And And I've written about it and I keep talking about it. And I have zero problem with interracial dating. Zero. I have less than zero. I have negative 10% problem. You know, I, I have no problem with it. I would be a hypocrite if I did. But what bothers me is the people that do it and then do these things over social media or on their media platforms to try to prove how black they are because they don't feel real good or they don't want to deal with the heat that comes over social media because Twitter is one of the most racist places on earth. And, and these black public figures that uh, date outside their uh, race or marry outside their race, they catch all kinds of heat over social media about their dating preference. And then, so they go on TV and try to be Malcolm X, but Betty Shabazz is nowhere to be found. Becky Shabazz is there. But Betty Shabazz is nowhere to be found. And that's what, and someone just pointed out to me over Twitter, Van Jones at CNN. He's got him a Becky Shabazz. He likes to go on TV and talk, Trump, it's a white lash. See how black I am? Don't mind Becky over there. I'm down for the cause on Twitter on this media platform. But when I go home, I don't talk this way because Becky doesn't allow it. This hypocrisy and just using people and smearing their character. I'm just sorry. Mike McCarthy does not deserve that. Let his own players handle that. Why are you trying to inspire his players to do something they don't believe? There's a game. People aren't being honest. And that's what drives me crazy about the mainstream media. That's what drives me crazy about social media. People are lying and putting on a front. The whole Black Lives Matter thing. It's a beard. It's a beard Colin Kaepernick has been using for four or five years now. See how black I am? Don't mind, Nessa. 
See how black I am? Yes, I know I was raised by a white family and thank God they saved me. But really, I'm baby Malcolm X. No, you're not. You're hustling for Nike and China. And so, you know, I'm going to transition because I want to leave Shannon Sharp and those guys alone because I I really need an a couple of hours to fully unpack that. So, cause people are going to twist my words here, but that's why I'm glad I wrote the columns. Cause I'll stand on the columns. I wrote, you can go find them at outkick. I'll stand on those columns. I wrote, they're all factual and true. Every, you know, what's crazy is there isn't a black athlete that I know or have met that doesn't talk about the things that I'm talking about privately. I could sit here and rattle off names of Hall of Famers, of high-profile athletes that all know exactly what I'm talking about and know the truth of it and privately say the exact same things that I'm saying. But the me- Twitter is a stage. These TV shows are staged. What do people do on stages? They perform. They're inauthentic. And again, that's... What I love about independent media, there is a lot less of, of a performance. People can be real and be their honest self. They don't have these corporate sponsors. They don't have these executives that are scared to death of Twitter. You can actually be yourself. And so what you've heard from me over the last six months since I left Fox Sports, and again, I love my time at Fox Sports. There's some executives over there that I absolutely love and am appreciative of. But I am so much happier being free of the corporate pressure to conform and to give in to groupthink and to race bait and to just use people. Mike McCarthy's being used. That was not racism. That was a coach imitating Gallagher and having some fun and inspiring his team. And we keep diminishing real racism. And this is going to help me transition into the final segment of the show about what I've tried to do here the last two days, because it will all be distorted and lied about. And all we lied. He went on that show and and he just told conservatives everything they wanted to hear. He made them feel comfortable with their racism. And where I started the show today was with the truth. Anybody that listened to this show. I've been saying, oh, no, there's racism here in America. The culprits are just different than what you're being told. Again, it's no different. And I tell I tell my family this all the time. If the mainstream media is all telling you the same thing. Believe the opposite. The opposite is the actual truth. If all the mainstream media reported today that Jason Whitlock weighs 195 pounds. You better believe I'm closer to 395. That's what the mainstream media all agrees on lies. And so what they have agreed on and they tell every day, Oh, conservative Christians, they're racist. Trust me. It's the opposite. And that's what I've been arguing. That people that are liberal are the ideological descendants of slave owners. People 
who don't submit to a higher power, in my opinion, are more susceptible to giving into their racial biases. People who don't submit to a higher power are more susceptible to giving into their racial biases. We all have biases. Some of us are smart enough to submit to a higher power and try to work on our biases. And we, a lot of us do it through our faith that eliminates makes race a lot less relevant and important. We start looking and trying to identify what's in a person's soul, what's in their character. Faith in God, belief in a higher power, and understanding of the wisdom taught in the Bible helps us move beyond our biases. So, the message I've been giving for the past two days is, in order to heal America, those of us of faith, we got to lean into each other. Continue to work on ourselves, wear our beliefs on our sleeve, not in a condescending way, but let's not be ashamed of them. Let's don't be bullied into, oh, you're not perfect. You still commit sin. Oh, Jason, I I saw someone pointed out uh, today over Twitter, Jason talking about his Christian beliefs, and, and he was joking with a porn star on Twitter yesterday. Yes, I was. Brandy Love is a human being. She tweeted at me and I tweeted back jokes with her. I am not ashamed of that. She is a human being, regardless of her profession. I'm not ashamed. I am a Christian. I am flawed. And again, I'm not trying to get in Brandy Love's pants. She's married. It was some jokes over Twitter. I'm allowed to joke and be a human being. There are no human beings that I say are beyond the pale of me communicating and interacting with. Go read your Bible and see who Jesus interacted with. But don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't be ashamed that you're a sinner. Don't be afraid to let people know what you stand on. The other side is doing it. And they're wearing little beards. Oh, I'm a liberal. You can't call me racist. Oh, I'm on TV and I called Mike McCarthy racist. So therefore, I'm black. I've won the unapologetically black Olympics. I've smeared a white man unfairly. See how black I am? It's so obvious to any adult what these people are hiding and what they are doing. All right. We got one more segment. I'm almost out of energy. This is hard. This is, this is, I love it. It's hard though. My voice was a little touched yesterday. All right. I'm Jason Whitlock. This is Glenn Beck program. You're listening to Glenn Beck.
It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, and today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day. Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon offers seamless Bluetooth pairing, a comfortable noise-isolating fit, and amazing audio quality. So this holiday season, get them something they can use for calls, music, work, play, at home, or on the go. Or just pick up a pair for yourself. Go to buyraycon.com slash beck. Get 20% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash beck. All right, welcome back to the final segment of the show. Jason Whitlock sitting in for Glenn Beck. Uh, I've sent Uncle Jimmy home. Uh, it got a little too hot up in here uh, in this last hour. And so he's on his way back to Los Angeles. Uh, put him on a chopper out of here. <laughs> I, I, I want to end on a more serious note and just try to uh, thank Glenn uh, for the opportunity to speak to his audience. And I, I want to leave – uh, his audience with this message. Here's what I believe the mainstream media, uh, the Silicon Valley social media apps, uh, the Hollywood elites, what the liberals are trying to do. They, they want those of you that have faith or have conservative values. They want you to give up. They want you to give in to your worst biases and feelings. And they want anger to take control of you because when we're angry, we make bad decisions. And as I said in the last segment, we all have biases, all of us. Liberalism isn't a cure for biases. It's actually a beard. It's actually steroids for biases because it, it, it gives you the ability to run around and pretend like you don't have anything. You're asymptomatic. And so those of us of faith, those of us that through our upbringing, either in sports or through the church, have conservative values, or maybe it's through politics you have conservative values. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't. And and again, because I know the temptation. You look at the things that are going on and you say, The other side is promoting and celebrating racism. And so your instinctive reaction is like, man, I better lean in on the other side. If they're going to be racist, I might as well be racist. That's what they want you to think. They want you to forget about the higher power that sits in judgment of all of us. They want you to abandon the teachings that you learned in the church, the teachings you learned from Martin Luther King's life, the life of Jesus Christ. They want you to abandon all of that and be like them. They're racist. They want you to join them. Don't do it. That's the commitment that I want from you all after these two days. That's the energy I felt a week ago when I met Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck's on the same journey as me. He loves this country. He wants us to live together in harmony, racial harmony. That's what these two days were about. 
we can change the world and move it back in a positive direction if we stick to our core values. If we stick to the things our parents, our grandparents, our pastors, our founding fathers, even though they were flawed, they planted seeds in us that prepared us for this time so that we would survive and prevail. Don't give up. We are on the right side of not just history. We are on the right side of right. We're right right now. All right, I'm Jason Whitlock. I've enjoyed the past two days. I'll see you next time. This is the Glenn Beck Program.